I'm co-host James Ash. And I'm co-host Phil Scaife. Welcome to the Business Lockdown. Welcome to today's show, Mr. Gavin Cook and Jackson White. I'm so pleased to have these guys return. Uh, they they both joined us uh, on the Business Lockdown. Um, Gav, early days, I think you, you were one of our very first guests on the show. Number and two, Jackson, you're number two, yeah. And, and Jackson, a little bit further down the line. And so yeah. it's great to have you guys join forces as you do uh, in many areas, uh, personally and professionally. So welcome to today's show. How are you doing, gentlemen? We're good, mate. All good. All good yeah. from this end in, uh, I wouldn't say sunny York, cold, snowy York. Yeah, and all, and all yeah. good from the uh, the snowy, cold Midlands. So, yeah, good. Thanks, James. Uh, glad to be back on. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. I mean, January, uh, we're running the theme of a new year, a new you. And we're working on the areas of discipline, focus and motivation. And you guys having a martial arts background and, uh, and an awesome podcast. Uh, it was called the Motivation Ma- Motivation Martial Motivation Martial Artist. I think I'm <laughs> <laughs> motivated martial artist do you want me to do the intro James <laughs> there, there we go we are unedited and unscripted so that will make the final cut so uh, apologies on on that one um but I'm pure I'm really eager uh to cover a range of topics and uh, and as always provide high value world-class content to our audience and first question guys I'm really wanting to uh, to find out and discover which we're asking our guests is uh, but as a duo is what's your proudest moment personally and professionally because i know you you you're long-standing friends um uh even to the point of of breaking each other's uh, bones and uh, and injuries on the on the uh, on the mat uh, within the martial arts world um so i know you you're long-standing friends but also you've done um some amazing work professionally which we'll we'll, we'll cover uh, but what's your proudest moment personally and professionally as a duo do you want me to go first, Jackie? Yeah, go on, Gav, kick off, and then I can um, thump you. I mean, mine, mine's quite simple, I suppose, <laughs> really. Um, I suppose, it's for me, it's, it was making that transition from an employee to, I would say, um, a businessman. Or not even a businessman, really. I would say um, an early, early days self-employed worker, if you like, because we all know there's a difference from being a business owner to a an entrepreneur or a businessman you know it's quite it's not a it's not a straight simple path is it there's, there's a definitely a transition and a quite a big learning journey there through education and mentors and friendships and stuff like that but i remember um so i was working for a i was a sales manager for a lift company otis lifts and i started running my martial arts club um after I've been, I've been there for a couple of years and I thought, I'm going to start a martial arts club. And I started it off in the local village hall. I think we had this conversation on, on episode two on your podcast. Yeah. Of course, I won't go into too much detail, but we, um, so I basically, I grew the, I grew, grew the club over about three, four years to sort of 200 odd students to the point where I knew that I could then move away from my employment into, um, into my own business full time and actually getting get taking that safety blanket away of actually having a regular income to actually well I'm on my own now I've got to do this and me and Jackson I know obviously we're talking about you know the, the two of us so we had a lot of conversations about that you know and I remember speaking to Jackson saying am I, am I doing the right thing you know lally down and we I think between the two of us we pretty much coached me to 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 do it and it was the best decision obviously I ever made because from that point on the plan the plan B had gone and or the plan A had gone. I was purely on my own. And when, when your sole f- focus is to, uh, to drive forward on like one task, you know, obviously I've got a family to look after. I had the mortgage to pay. Um, you know, it quickly, you know, I mean, the business doubled in six months because that was my, my, my focus. Um, so I so that was probably one of my uh, best, probably proudest moments that we've probably done as a, as a duo. Obviously, and, we've, got, we've done do a lot I of things it, since then. Obviously, but well, and do yeah. I take it just from that 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 Jackson was was then self-employed his, his own his own boss at that point? Who who was first in? No, so Gavin Gavin was first to go. So I'm I'm actually still employed, and there, there, there's some there's some reasons for that. Mainly <laughs> because I, I choose to be because I enjoy it working in this in the sector that I work in, and I don't I don't envisage myself starting my own business in the defence and security sector. You know, it's not something I've got aspirations to do. 
But um, so Gavin certainly left first. I had my own club first, which I was running uh, part time whilst I was uh, whilst I was employed as a uh, as, as a sales manager. And then uh, Gavin decided to take that the next step forward, leap forward, and take that into the uh, the full time instructor piece. I think for for myself uh, professionally, it's really I think certainly over the last almost almost oh, over twelve over twelve months ago now was you know from a from an idea that we had in October to to bring a brand to the UK as a as the motivated martial artist. Um, reach out, make contact, negotiate the contracts and, uh, and represent this uh, our US brand. So Skills, which is a, a child development uh, program, which uses martial arts to deliver the child development. Uh, and now we're their, their UK and Ireland representatives. And that, that's been going really well, although, although it's had its challenges during lockdown. But I think for me, that's probably one of my personal um, duo achievements with Gavin, getting that brand kicked off and, and getting the represent, uh, representation into the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm quite pleased that we managed to managed to do that. Yeah, that's well, awesome. That was... Give us some give us Sorry. some insight into how that happened because that wasn't just purely, you know, you <clears> weren't <throat> approaching a, a brand, a company, um, without any experience or you know validation, um, evidence and proof. You know, what what do you what do you think was the the, the biggest factor in terms of winning that opportunity? That well, point? we had. Um, I think to to be honest, I think the the biggest opportunity to, to actually. To to even break the seal, okay. When we approached them, was the fact that we we had had the uh, we had the podcast, and as you as you know now, you're obviously a, a, a podcast host yourself. You know, having um, having having a podcast gives you like a, a basically a bit, quite an authority in that in that sector in that area that you're in. So we um, so we had had the podcast running, and I was already using the skills brand in my school. So I had probably a hundred kids um, in my in my full time martial arts schools that were doing the that were using the skills brand um, to basically to um, to develop the kids socially, you know, intelligently, emotionally, and physically within within the class. So and it was going really really well. And, and I and I realised that there wasn't many clubs in the UK that were using that brand. And I saw how successful it was, you know, adding an extra hundred odd students onto my club just by going moving away from our traditional martial arts syllabus and using the skills brand. And um, so I said to Jackson, I said, well, you know, I think there's an opportunity here. Why don't we just approach them and, um, and just see what, and see where we go. And yeah, see we, we reached out, put a, put a, a, a proposal together, uh, brief that to the, uh, the CEO of the company. Um, he liked the idea, but he had to get the owner on, on board and she was a little bit more skeptical um, but you know, we negotiated negotiated our way around it. You know, and then I think the 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 pinnacle point was where we, we decided we needed to go over. Although we'd signed the uh, the contract, was to get over to the states and, and really introduce ourselves and, and and let the owner know what we're all about. And uh, you know, we were, you know we we found out uh, uh, post the meeting that she was very skeptical. She was willing to uh, to basically um, throw the contract back to us and say, Do you know what, it's not going to work. And uh, we got on like a house on fire. And a year later, we're still engaged. We're still driving the, the brand. So I think that, that was probably one of our key moments, wasn't it, Gavin? Professionally. How, how much, I'm, I'm curious, I'll just go in there. How much, I mean, as individuals and what drives you, um, how much was that um, skepticism from that lady, a driver? You know, somebody um, clearly showing anxiety and apprehension how much of that was a, a bit of a, you know, we'll, we'll show them even more kind of... Um, well, uh, well, it's funny, we, did, we didn't really know though, Jackson, did we? That was the thing. So uh, we, uh, see, we, see we, um, we signed the contract. We got the, you know, Jackson used his great uh, PowerPoint presentation skills to get the, uh, to get the contract over the line. And, um, and so, we, so we, we got the contract over to them. Then we obviously, we flew out to meet, to meet the owner. And we, um, obviously, we had, a, we had a brief meeting. Then we went to this nice hotel and it was overlooking... St. Pete's, it was in uh, St. Petersburg, it was over, overlooking Tampa Bay, and we sat there, and it was like, okay, tell me about yourself. So I went first, and I basically told my story of where I started from and what I'm doing with clubs. Jackson did the same. And it was at that point, you know, we, after we, we shook hands and we had, a, we had a chat, and we went out for a few beers after, and it was at that point that she was like, well, you know, once, you, once you'd opened your mouth and started telling us what you're doing, I was sold. You know what I mean? That was, that was it then. We knew you right. guys were right for us, because... You know, yeah, I, think, but, I think it was a bit of personality and a bit of background, wasn't it? 
So, you know, we focus on, you know, uh, our, our background in martial arts and both in the commercial world, you know, Gavin uh, as a sales manager, me as a, a business um, director. Um, but I think the big piece was the personality, our vision, where we wanted to take it in the future. Because, you know, there's, there's a lot of people in martial arts that are quite traditional mm-hmm. and, you know, very, very much stuck in, in their ways where Gavin and, and, and myself, we're very much modern thinking. We're, I think, very open minded to new ideas, certainly embracing new technologies and new methodologies. Um, and that's not always that's not always welcome in, in the martial arts fraternity. There's, there are a lot of um, hardcore you know, traditionalists. And, you know, she'd worked with those types before who hadn't really just didn't get her vision. And I think that that's what we really picked up and her vision aligned with our vision, you know, continuous improvement, all those good things that we talk mm-hmm. about all the time. And I, and I think that really cemented it, just having that, that uh, aligned personality and m- aligned mindset. And, and you, you made it clear that the podcast had a, a huge part to play in that, that process and, uh, and, and winning that, that agreement, that contract. I'm really eager to know what, where did the podcast, you know, what was the, the, um, the, the initial talks uh, about creating a podcast? Because the reason I, I ask is that I, I'm inundated on a weekly basis by a number of people uh, emailing and, and inboxing myself and, and, uh, and our team on why should they start a podcast? How should they start a podcast? And even the, the, the people that are starting out that with some of the very first questions in order to start a podcast is how do I make money? from a podcast before they've even looked at the branding, their audience, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious what, why, yeah, first of all, why did you start a podcast and, and what were the re yeah. So what were the reasons behind it initially and, and how, how did that change over time and how quickly did that, that develop? It, it certainly wasn't to make money. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, I think, um, I mean, there was an element of that in our, in our mind thinking, well, you know, if we're going to spend all this time and money and effort doing it, there needs to be some sort of reward from it. And I, I totally get that. Um, but I yeah, think... But, uh, straight away, people think reward as, as money. Well, well actually, it's, it's not, because it gives it's given us so much more than just, just money. And that's not the reward that we that we certainly get from the podcast. And So, sorry, carry on, Gaff. Sorry. But, no, 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 but you're right. I think, you know, you say, you know, I suppose it has, it, there, there is a financial aspect to it because if it wasn't for the podcast, then we wouldn't probably wouldn't have got the skills contract yes. um, in the first place. And um, also, you know, the other things that is the, the doors that it's allowed us to open. I mean, some of the conversations mm-hmm. that we've had and the people that we've interviewed now, you know, you look back a year, you think, oh, I can't believe we actually sat down with with them and interviewed them because they were, you know, we used to, as kids, we used to look up to them and on a pedestal and think, Oh my God, yes. wow. And, and we're just sitting yeah. down with them and, and you can't really put a value on that really, you know, you know, it's, no. you know and, and I think enrichment, that, I think the only, the only value is in, in is life enrichment, isn't it? And, right. and, and that, I think if, if you go into starting a podcast to want to make money, I think you're, you're on a loot, uh, hiding to nothing. You know, we, our, our motivation to do that was to allow allow us to get our our fix of martial arts because you know as we were growing up we were looking at magazines and written media and we would you know we'd wait every month for that magazine to come out and we'd flick through it and we'd read about our our so-called heroes or our heroes the people that we looked up to in the martial arts fraternity and and i think since a lot of the written media has moved to digital it's it's become vast and there's no consolidated place where you can look at these our idols or martial great martial artists from the past the, the current and, and in, in, indeed, more importantly, some of the future martial artists. So by by setting the podcast, I think we were filling, filling um, our own indulgences by getting to speak to some of these great people. But also we wanted to get their story out as well. We wanted other people to understand these great people that we, we know a lot, of, a lot of martial artists and we know they're great people, but the, the average person doesn't know them. And we really wanted to get their stories out. And that's, that's really where it came from. No, and, the, and, and the, but ultimately as well, I mean, some to get their stories out. Sorry, Jackie, I was going to say the and the and the other idea that we had with the podcast. I mean, was doing the podcast for what maybe twenty. I mean, we I think we're up to about nearly eighty episodes now that we've that we've recorded. And um, I think when we got to about thirty, we said, well, why don't we get all of these episodes transcribed and put them into a book? So we've actually got a team of people as we speak now who have been working on it since probably episode thirty, basically painstakingly going through word by word. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is, there is um, 
um, AI software that does it, but it's not very good. It doesn't doesn't pick up the accents. It doesn't pick it's up. Not, it's the, not very accurate. Is no, it? yeah. So basically, and certainly with martial arts, there's a lot of there's a lot of martial arts words in there. Yeah, that aren't necessarily <laughs> in the English dictionary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. knowing yeah. knowing you, Gav, there's a there's a few words to get through. They've got to cut all, cut, all my, cut all my crap out as well, or my <laughs> rabbiting. Um, but yeah, so we've got um, so we've got two two ladies now currently that what they're doing, they're just um, going through that and they're just basically doing the trans transcripts. So I think we've got about thirty or forty transcripts fully finished now. Um, we was going to launch it at, at when we got to fifty and launch the volume one, and already we've got a waiting list of people wanting to buy that. So. I think that'd be quite good. And the thing, the thing is, obviously, we're interviewing great martial artists from around the world. And you know, you know, if you're a martial artist, you want to pick up and read about some of the some of your idols or martial it's artists. Inspiration, it's inspiration, mm. isn't it? You know, when you look back at some of the stories and, and some of the superstars of martial arts, they 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 all start from the, a similar position. You know, they they fall into a martial art because they wanted to do something. And most times, particularly back in the seventies, eighties. They fall into Kung Fu or Karate or Taekwondo purely because that's what was available to them uh, then in that day. And, you know, we hear that same story. Then we hear about the, the challenges of, of, of their failure because they didn't start off being a fantastic martial artist. Even the best fighters in the world that we've interviewed, they all have their challenges, you know, their, 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 their losses, their failures and things that they've had to overcome. So it's nice to hear, hear the stories. And you know, I think I think through the eighty odd episodes that we've done, there's there's if you put if you plotted a graph, you'd get a a, a current line, you know, where, where the story is pretty is, is very similar. And these these super idols to a lot of people that are out there, they have a chance to listen to that story and think, you know what, actually I can achieve that because this chap's done exactly what I'm doing, and he started, you know, twenty years ago, he is where I am now. So there's they can see a path rather than seeing the finished product going, I'm never going to be like that. You know, they, mm. they see that path and they, they can plot their journey. And I, I suppose that's inspirational and it's, it's, it's motivating as well. When they say you go into business, you, you, you got to you, you be prepared to fail. And I, would I be right in saying that uh, if you're getting into martial arts, you've got to be prepared to have your ass kicked? I mean, that is surely a guarantee <laughs> many times over. I, I hope you're not looking at me while you're saying that. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't pointing any this, fingers, Gav. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't born with this nose, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think well, what, I'm, what I'm really keen to ask at this point is uh, the question was about your podcast and how that looked um, before you even started in the early stages. Mm -hmm. And so the same now applies uh, you know current day with the book and 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 how does that differ compared to when you started your podcast uh, and and what what have you taken from that journey from the development of, of the podcast into launching your book one okay so what i suppose if i if i go first jackson i mean i suppose for me um the biggest thing that i've sort of learned on the journey that we've been in is when i mean james i mean if i suppose going right back to the beginning i remember sitting down with you i think we was on episode one of episode two yeah, and I remember saying we used to spend ages editing the. Um, well, I say we, Jackson used to spend Jackson ages. Used to spend ages <laughs> um, editing the podcast. You know, he used to go and he used to take all the ums and ers out and the and the the, the uncomfortable silences and and the stupid things that we used to say because um, we didn't want to look stupid. We was nervous and we was like, well, we we don't. You know, a lot of people knows in the martial arts world been around a long time. We don't want to look like Wallis doing this no one's done this before in our industry you know we were the you know i suppose pioneers to a degree in our in our sector um doing it and we didn't want to we didn't didn't want to like burks basically and we used to rabbit and when you i'm sure when you go back and listen to our early episodes you know it's probably a world apart from where we are now because to us now we don't we, we sometimes forget because we ask guests to come on and a drop like, of a hat, don't we? And they're, yeah, they're we are, like, oh, we're like, just you know, come on tonight. And they're like, oh, I, I don't want to come on just yet. I, you know, I'm a bit nervous. And sometimes they make excuses, or oh, I'm, I'm not feeling very well. This, you know, can we do it another day? And some people just don't want to come on, mm -hmm. and you forget how nervous the guests are, because that's how we were right at the beginning, yeah. where we do it, you know, four, five, six times a month now. And you sit down and we just chat like we are now, and you do it at the drop of a hat. Someone rings you up, can you come on for ten minutes? Yeah, sure, you just do it. And you don't plan for it, you don't prepare for it, you just get straight in and you just take action, I think. Yes. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a world apart from where we was, certainly right at the beginning. Yeah. I think. If I just interject as well, Gavin, so that's on the, 
the, the delivery of, of the podcast, sorry, or the, 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 the recording of it. And I think one of the things that we learned very quickly, they're time consuming, as you're, I'm sure you're well aware, James. Yeah. And we talked about that. Gavin spoke about the editing and the artwork and all those other things. Uh, so pretty much I used to do all of that and it was very time consuming. But now now we've outsourced it. So we've picked Brilliant. someone up and actually that works really well. So we, we, we have somebody now that, you know, we record, send them the raw footage. They do the editing and they put the headers, the footers on anything that we want to change. They do the artwork for us. Uh, and then we also have someone else now that does all our social media piece. So I think one of the, the the fundamental differences are one, we have the more confidence so we can just jump on. So it doesn't become all consuming and the, mm-hmm. the planning, of course we, we plan, but you know, the planning stage is, is, is so much less now, but also the delivery of the podcast that's uh, we've, we've outsourced that. So I think that, that's the, the two key areas where we were different. We were doing everything and, and lots of planning and time consuming. Now it's, I think we've got to the stage where we wanted it to be, where it's just we do the enjoyable bit, and then we've outsourced all the, uh, the all the rest. And it seems that you've gone you've gone straight to to, to towards that direction with the book. So you're outsourcing that now. So you look like mm-hmm. we know what we've done. I mean, you've 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 got all of this amazing content developed, all this amazing content, and it's like yeah, you know, give it give it to somebody else to uh, to work up in a much better way with a right. lot less stress. Exactly. Well, yeah. and you make a really have good point there. Have you ever seen Gavin's handwriting? It's like a spider. <laughs> well, you, you make a really good point there that um, it, it's interesting because I would certainly advise, there's an interesting point because the advice would be that I think it's got, it has a lot of value attached with starting off and doing everything yourself. I mean, it's not, it, it's, it, it's maybe not the most enjoyable. It's not um, enjoyable, but way you to need start. to start to understand now, the process later, right? To enjoy, yeah. yeah, exactly, and to to understand that process. So when you hand it over, you can then you can clearly guide someone into into your tone of voice, your personality, and the way things you want develop. You 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 want your content developing. That's key. But also, um, I mean, certainly advise that if that is such a barrier to entry for people, you know, if it's just like, look, I don't know how to edit. I ain't got time. It's just not what I want to do. Is yeah, absolutely outsource. And there's so many cost effective options out there mm-hmm. and, and channels and routes. To, to go down now um that yeah that is that is that stop having a barrier to entry and making that making that first step forward that that start to get off the ground and we were looking at um uh, uh focus in january on discipline and motivation and drive and focus and i'm really eager to to get an understanding of how you guys operate like that i mean you've got martial arts backgrounds so it would be uh, it, it would seem obvious to to think that you guys just that's part and parcel of of what you do, and you, you you've there's part of your makeup from an early age. But how you know how does that look for you guys when it when it comes to that drive and motivation? Because um, motivation is fleeting, right? And and yes. I would suggest that under normal non-COVID circumstances, um, that January is the time of the year when people you know stop drinking for a month, maybe veganuary and 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 stop eating meat and 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 whatnot and start getting fit and healthy and buying a yoga mat and then they head into february and it starts dwindling and it's all gone in the bin or the shed exactly (laughs) and 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 the thing now is everyone people are struggling out there on a day-to-day basis let alone trying to implement um, a, a heightened level of discipline and drive and motivation to be fitter and healthier. And, and a big thing as well is, is mental health as a byproduct of that, you know, healthy mental health um, off the, off the back of, you know, good, good structure and discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give us insight into how you guys are made up when it comes to those areas and, and, and some, okay. and, and some struggles as well. I'll kick off. Shall I go? Yeah, go. Okay. So, for, for us, the January period is, I, I suppose, pretty much irrelevant because we, we set goals. You know, I, I hear it all the time um, and harp on about it, but it, it's so important. And, you know, we have our long term goal, which I suppose is what is our purpose? What are we trying to achieve? And I think you know, for, both for myself and, and, and Gavin, we're aligned there it's to achieve something for our families so we can have um, we can live in a nice house. We can go on nice holidays. We can support our children with education. And that long-term aspiration goal will change as our children get older and we move into that nice house. It's then about how, do, how will we manage our work-life balance so we can spend more quality time with people that we want to spend. How, how, do, we, how do we get a dog? Uh, how can, yeah, like for example, <laughs> how do we get a dog? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come to that one. So th- we that will come long, to that one, guys. Yeah, that long-term aspiration will change. But 
that's a long-term goal and that's set out there. So everything we try and do in the, what, the medium-term goals and the short-term uh, short goals that we have are right for that. So our short-term goals are probably five years. What do we need to do? What, where do we want to be? What do we want to achieve? A uh, number so of short, goals. So short term, years. Jackson. Short term is short term is five years. No, just no, to medium get term is five years. So medium long term, term aspirations. Years. Medium term, five years, I would say. And then short term is the here and now. Right. And I think we've seen a fundamental shift, certainly in our mindsets, in, in what is short term. Short term for us would probably have been a year. Well, actually, with COVID, I think you're probably looking at three months to a month because everything is changing so quickly. Um, so for us, I think we've set our goals around that three month and month period where we know there's within that time period and even shorter sometimes with uh, some of the announcements the government's been making, those goals can be flipped very quickly within a week. But to have those short term goals. So, for example, we, I've set myself a goal um, to, to get a business up and running in this, in this next quarter. And that's something Gavin and I are working to. In fact, we're working at getting an acquisition of two businesses by the end well, of this maybe, quarter. So maybe three-month period, maybe, maybe four. four. But we've, we've got that goal and we know what we need to do to work to. Then, we, you know, we sit down and, again, I think this is where we are, our friendship, in, certainly in, in the lockdown period, but generally through our, our business life and our personal life has been so, we've been so fortunate. We found between the two of us, somebody that we can throw ideas off and support and more importantly, hold each other accountable. So each week we'll have a phone call. Okay, what do we need to achieve? It's normally on a Monday morning when I'm driving down the motorway and Gavin's still in bed with his cup of coffee. So what do we need <laughs> tea, to achieve? Yorkshire tea. Yorkshire tea, Jackie. Don't, don't get it wrong, mate. Coffee, yeah. <laughs> so, and then we, we sit down and we say, okay, we need X, Y, and Z done this week. And, you know, and, and we hold each other accountable on the, on the Friday or the next call. How are you getting on with this? And, and that's, that's what we focus on that week. You know, and that's driving to that three-month goal or, or five-month goal. So certainly have, having goals is key, whether that's uh, fitness goals or business goals, and then being held accountable. And I think for the business, we've got each other so we can hold each other accountable. With the personal goals of, of fitness, you know, I, I like to hold myself accountable, but I, you know, you know, I like my fitness and I like my training in different areas, so I set myself goals in that. And then to hold myself accountable, I publicize them. You know, I tell people, this is what I'm going to do. Like and then, that. you know, I, I, would, I, would, I would feel quite bad in three months' time if, if somebody said to me, oh, did you do that uh, half marathon or did you do that? No, actually, my, you know, I, I wouldn't make an excuse. So I publish those goals or put them out in the open domain and tell as many people about it as I can. So when I don't feel like training, I think, well, I've got to do it. I can't duck out of it now because I've, I've publicised it. So I, think I like that because there, there, there are many there are many people that do the opposite that just kind of lay low and, and and behind the scenes and then once they've accomplished something you get people saying I didn't know you were you were doing that oh, I'd never yeah. imagined you could achieve that and yet the people that actually love that that's the driver right. so once they've achieved yeah. you know, it's but, I mean, finding, I, again it's finding that motivation isn't it it is yeah, finding yeah. that motivation and, and it's not always easy you know I, there's there's mornings where you know I don't want to go out running or I don't want to get out on the bike because it's too cold. I dare I say it, I'm pretty sad. In, in the back of my notebook, I've got my five reasons why I should go out and train. And, you know, it happens to everyone. You don't, you know, go for a runner. I'm too tired. I look at those reasons, five, those five reasons why I should go out and train because they don't change. You just, your perception of those reasons varies depending on your mood. And five reasons why not training is not good for you. And I, I read them to myself and I think, right, okay, off I go. If I, so, and, and, and that's what I do. That's it. Because my question, my question was going to be, what's because you, you talked about long, medium, and short-term goals, mm -hmm. and my 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 question for both of you is, is what is that? What's the the reason that gets you out of bed in the morning when you're knackered or you've not been able to get to sleep at night and unsettled, you know all of that? What what is what's the what's the, what reoccurs? What's that thing? And you is it the, those five things, Jackson's with, with you, or is it? And you you you've touched on external factors that aren't yourself. You know whether it's family um, that you know that, that work with those long term goals. What generally? I mean, it sounds like Gav doesn't really get out of bed in the morning. Uh, no, I I mean it's, it's just late morning. It's, 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 it's funny because I mean, although there's there's a lot of synergies between me and Jackson on obviously what we what we do in business and stuff like that. I'm I'm not. Actually, I can't really call myself a lazy ass, even though I am a bit of a lazy ass, but I, I need people to drive me, right? right? Jackson's, you know, his time in the military, spent a lot of time on his own. He spent a lot of time where you're out on the field. You have to be a self, 
self-motivator and you have to get on. And ever since I've known Jackson, you know, he's, you know, get up in the morning, goes for his run, trains, where I'm, I'm, I need Pete. I think the reason I enjoy martial arts so much is because it puts me in an environment where I'm around people and it doesn't feel like exercise. I just do it. I get in. I love it. I love the sport. And I like doing like um, things like classes at the gym. I'm always, if I go to the gym, I have to be around other people doing a class. Like I've started CrossFit recently. Zumba? Is it, is it Zumba, Zumba, Gav? With the, uh, with the, with the, with the uh, luminous lycra? I could do the dance. <laughs> I always stand at the back, you'll notice as well. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, but the thing is, I love doing classes. I love, like I said, I've just started CrossFit because there's people around me doing it as well. And I, I, I need those, I need that people. And that's, it's been quite tough for me. I must admit that the lockdown, certainly the lockdown 3.0, you know, the last lockdown that we're in now, I think is, is, is really difficult because, you know, I just got back into my training, just got back into the gym, just got back into doing classes, getting around people again. And all of a sudden, buff, you know, you're going back to that, almost like solitary confinement. And mm-hmm. I find it really difficult to motivate myself mm-hmm. um, to do exercise. Um, yeah. I'm motivated in other ways at the moment. Um, we've got a lot of a lot of focus, like you say, me and Jackson, uh, and and Phil. Um, you know, we're all looking at um, a business, buying some businesses this year. We've got um, we've currently got four businesses that are at heads of terms potentially that we could buy if we wanted right. to. Um, and that's that's certainly my goal through 2021 is to really um, focus on focus on building our. That's that our, medium-term our, goal, isn't it? Our brand, yeah, building our brand and building um, building a group of businesses that we can potentially exit in sort of three, four years' time is is one of the one of our business goals. But um, well, Gav, well, just just on that, with with as, as exciting as that certainly can seem, is there a risk? You know, where where do you stand on on um, the importance of them not being a distraction or not diluting? What you've already got—that's that's really strong. I mean, where, where are you at with that, and 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 how how if ever you can get that balance right? It's 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 really difficult. It's you mm. know, as as entrepreneurs, it's so easy to chase chase the shiny penny, as as you probably know yourself. It's so Absolutely. easy to get to get distracted. And um, I had that conversation with Jackson and and at the beginning of the year, and I said my twenty twenty one focus is going to be majority on building building this group of businesses that's that's really obviously and the podcast obviously and the podcast and obviously getting getting skills back up to where it needs to be because of covid obviously you know it's been a real tough you know, I, remember, I remember having this conversation and one of the things that we discussed is time so it's how we manage that time and, and time allocation and prioritizing actually where that time sits so one of the things that we're, you know, part of the, the motivated martial artists, um, our business martial arts, we've digitized that. So we can push that aside because we're, we're probably spending 80% less time doing all the administration because we've, we've yeah. digitized it. The podcast, we've outsourced, we've digitized that. So we're pushing one thing away, we're pushing the next thing away, and now we've got open time. So what can we do to fill that open time? That, that's going to drive our, our, our medium-term goal and, and, and I say, so we, we didn't just jump in and say, okay, there's another one. And then you just keep pouring in and eventually the juggle overflow and that'll be Gavin's and my head's blowing up. So we're making sure that we, we set something up, we get it into a, the state where we want it and then either look to outsource it or digitize it. And that I think has been, been quite key for us, doesn't it, Gavin, to allow you and certainly yeah. myself as well, the additional space stroke time to then fo- um, pro- refocus and reprioritize on the next activity. I, t- I totally agree. And I think as busy as we are, I've actually got at the moment more time than I've had for ages. And it's, 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 it's bizarre because people say, oh, so how the hell when that, when they, when we talk, talk to people about what we're doing, like, how do you do you run your, you run your martial arts schools, you've got your podcast, you've got the skills thing, you've got the, you know, you know, you've got this business, you've got that business. How do you do it all? And the key is to systemize it as fast as you can, but mm-hmm. also be smart about the things that you're doing don't pick businesses that have got a lot of people and take a lot of managing, mm-hmm. you know, be, be, you know, pick things. Well, if they that... do, get a manager in there. Yeah. To, to support you. You, know, you, yeah. you. If you've got that vision, you've got, it's like managing a chess, a chessboard, I suppose. You don't want to be the one, you don't want to be the rook. You don't want to be the king, you're the queen and all those pieces on the board. You want somebody to sit above it and then move those pieces. That's what, that's our aspirations to be the person that's moving the pieces. 
rather than the piece on the board, I would say. Yeah, and I think um, one thing on that as on that as well, I think social media has got a lot to answer for as well, and the sort of tech that we have as well. Obviously, I mean, you know, you get you have you have your text messages, you have your WhatsApp groups, you have your Facebook Messenger, you have you have, it's so easy for people to reach you, and if you're not careful, you can spend the majority of your time just answering people's messages. So I, I was certainly really conscious of that this year and I pretty much pulled back on fate on social media now. So um, Facebook and LinkedIn and things like that. I, although I'm on it, I don't really post much at all now. And I try to do the majority of my stuff through email because um, email, it's easier to put a gatekeeper mm-hmm. in charge of it. So like my Taekwondo schools, for instance, where I used to spend so much time, you know, Mr. Cook is class on tonight. You know, when's the next class? What time's this going out? So I just send a daily email out now every morning. It's automated. I could do it the night before. So it goes out daily email, bam, goes out. And at the bottom of it, it's got my name, but then it's got my, uh, I've got an administrator now. So so it's got Emma's name at the bottom. Any, any, any problems with this contact Emma and Emma, you know, So really what you've done there, you've just, we've just outsourced it. Outsourced Just outsourced our help desk. I'm glad, I'm glad you came on to that because I, I was just, a well, I, I was leading into the, um, you know, like um, some tips on what software you find really successful that streamlines what you do. Uh, and then and then I was also looking at, you know, about being too accessible. And you actually, you asked the, the latter there, you, you answered the latter. Um, what, we were talking about, so what, what, pieces of software have you found really successful whether that's a diary you know a diary calendar piece of software or it it helps automate what you do and to reach your audience in 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 the best possible way what what could you you know are there any tips and tricks when it comes to to software and tech that you could provide our audience yeah, I'll, I'll i'll go on this one because i do i do unlike gavin i still do a lot of the the social media posting across right. our platform across twitter uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Zapier, I'm sure Zapier, you've come across right? that. So that's mm-hmm. a, a, pl- a platform that allows you to put one primary post on, and then it filters those posts onto numerous platforms. So I found that very, very useful. Um, the aut- automation-wise for emails, there's obviously there's there's MailChimp's out there. Mm-hmm. There's Constant Contact. I think that's the platform we use at the moment. Um, I think that if you if you if you look there are there are num- numerous platforms, but you've got to find one that one reaches your budget. And and for us as a, as a, as a, a small business entrepreneurs, we tend to tend to like the free platforms. <laughs> yes. So you know a CRM. But the, the, the thing is for us, it's it's all about the integration. When we pick a platform, we pick a a core CRM, and then making sure that that is interoperable or can can link into the other platforms that we're using. So making sure that we can continue that automation as we grow our our digital online platforms and automation work. So making sure the calendars are, are compatible and they can sync, making sure that the, if we put a post on, on Facebook, it can sync into the other platforms. And again, I think Zapier is a, is a great tool for that. Love that. And, and just a bit of insight with Zapier with, and, and there are other, of course, there are other um, pieces of software out there that streamlines social media. Just on a, 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 a bit of insight generally, what, how, how do, you, do you allocate a certain amount of time per day seven days a week to to use that software and if so what, what does that look like i mean what how how much time is okay, taken so, up so we outsource that now the posting of, of our of our social media so what we mm-hmm. looked at is how can we use somebody to post our, our social media so we, we from the from the podcast and, and other bits and bobs we have great content so we we have someone that creates that content and then we once it's we, we have the core content we then chop that content up into, into different formats. Once we have it in that format, then we can look at where we post it. And you know, so we have a, a calendar um, and then from scheduling from that calendar. So maybe one day a month, I will look at the calendar, schedule all the posts in uh, and then use uh, the likes of uh, the Zapier where to then put it across all of our different platforms. So probably one day a week, or sorry, one day a month that we, we look at that. Wow, so that's that doesn't seem much at all because there's a lot of people out there thinking I, I just need to I need to be. You know, it's almost like sometimes it feels like you need to be on call with social media to be respond not only posting but then responding, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're in a sensitive uh, industry where a negative comment 
you know, can, can almost it can be so damaging to either your business profile or your personal profile. I mean, what when it comes to that, because there'll be people out there thinking, well, I, I couldn't imagine somebody else doing my social media for me. I mean, what if they get it wrong? Is it, there can be a lot of fear attached to that. How how have you addressed that? And, and is it is it just about like just needing to, to give up that that control? There, and there's a, a bit, bit of, of that. You can put some checks and measures in place, certainly with your content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we plan, we very, very rarely do ad hoc. So responding to, to latest things, if we have to respond, then maybe it's a, an interim meeting to discuss the content that we want to create around that. And that, that's, that's a 30 minute meeting most of the time. So it's not excessive or exhaustive. The, the content that we have is all approved. So once we've, we've gone through the, the podcast and we've done the creation and, and cut it up to what we want for different platforms, it's approved. So then it's just a case of scheduling it. Right. If, we are, if we are responding, like I said, it's a 30-minute meeting to create that additional bit of content and then look how we get it out there. But of course, you've got to trust someone else to do it. You know, when they're, when they're writing the, the, the headings and things, you've got to trust them to get it right. And I think... With, with anything it's about mentoring finding good people and working with them and there's lots of good people out there that want to that want to work with you and then it's you've got to give them that responsibility you know, i think to, just, just them, sorry jack there's just responsibility but I, I agree with what you're saying i totally agree and i think one of the other things as well these days is don't get too hung up about about things because in this in the world of social media there's so much noise isn't there out there yeah you know, you might, what thing that really might think, oh my God, no, what have they said? I shouldn't have said that. You know what? Someone will read it, they'll glance over it and they won't be able to find that post again anyway because yeah. the next what, time... I think saying yesterday's, um, yesterday's newspaper is today's fish paper. When we used yeah, to wrap yeah. fi- uh, fish and chips in newspaper. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I think exactly the, exactly the same applies. So yeah, don't get too hung up about it because it's here today, it'll be gone tomorrow and people I mean, will move on to the next misdemeanor or the next story. But every time, every time you refresh your feed now, it brings up another topic, doesn't it? You can't find stuff. You know, you might look at it once and go, "What was that?" And you can't find it again. It's gone. You know, it's in the it's in the ether. In the ether yeah. You know, you've you've looked at it, and I think um, it's too easy to get hung up about things. And you know what? You know, people but don't really gen- care. generally. I think, as you, as you mentioned there, James, that's I I think the biggest challenge for most business owners, not just on their social media, just generally <laughs> in, in their business, it's their baby. They have to do everything. Well, actually, if you're focusing on just doing everything, you're 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 that you're that um, piece on the chessboard, and you're several pieces on the chessboard. Instead of being the narrator of the chessboard, you become the pieces on the chessboard. So you know, in order to 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 drive forward and to grow, you've got to take a step back, and you've got to allow give people responsibility and hold hold them uh, accountable for their actions, and and give them that space and allow them to grow. I think that's an amazing piece of advice, and certainly. Uh, you know, don't be, don't get hung up um, too much about things. And that's when you, you were saying about your, when you started the podcast and you were overcritical and, yeah, and yeah. editing too much and spending far too much time and, and that journey to, to now where you're just like, well, it, cause it's not scalable. If you're doing everything, that's, it's, it's, it's impossible to properly scale a business, right? At some Correct. point you have to hand that over. And we, we, we spoke about the importance of initially um, doing everything, and, and understanding that process in order to be best placed to, to, to hand that over and pass that on. And that is really the, the, the true sense and, and the ability to scale a business. So, um, but before we wrap this up, gentlemen, uh, final question of the show, uh, one that I'm, I'm sure is going to bring a, an interesting answer from both of you is who is your hero? And I'm not going to take any bullshit that you're going to name each other and get all soppy. <laughs> But who who is who who is who is your who is your hero and who is your hero and why? How long have we got to think about? I don't need, I don't need to think about this one. Do you want me to go, Gav? While you have a thing, yeah, you go, go on. Jackson, you take the floor. Okay, so so my hero. It sounds it sounds a bit corny, but it's my dad. If if I'm if I'm perfectly honest, you know, he came he came to this country at the age of thirteen, couldn't read and write, um, fully educated himself throughout the course of his life, uh, worked very hard to support his family, um, gave me a great foundation. You know, I, I wanted for nothing as a child. He was our martial arts instructor. He, you know, all round, generally good bloke, somebody who's calm, measured, um, motivated. And yeah, definitely my hero without a doubt. And I'll, I'll sit there and say that. 
Ah, yeah, awesome. my dad is my hero. And I, I do remember if uh, yeah, anybody hasn't watched your uh, your episode, Jackson, that um, I remember you you was we were talking about your father, and <laughs> and that was uh, just like phenomenal. And it's it's truly inspiring because you can see it's not just words; you can actually see how you are, you know, how you are, you know, I think the, the importance of not just recording an audio podcast, but a vodcast as well. And, and when you talk about you, when you talk about your dad on your episode, and even now, I know, look at that. It's, I mean, that, that is, in, that is in, inspiring to, to, to witness that. So that, that's, that's hugely powerful, hugely powerful. So thanks, thanks for sharing once yeah. again, Gav. Well, I, okay. So I, I think it's the difficult one because I think it depends on what stage of life that you're in. Mm-hmm. because when, when I think back to when I was a youngster, obviously it was Janet Jackson. Right? <laughs> you mean Michael I, Jackson? No, no. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't expect that. And for, for anybody just listening on, on the pure audio podcast platform, Gav's welling up now from, from the mention of Janet Jackson. I, I mean, you know what? It was the first concert I ever went to see. <laughs> so, but no, when I, I mean, when I, when I was a kid, I mean, you know, I used to have Bruce Lee, posters all around my bedroom and you know i mean he was my hero and then when i got to school it was um it was maybe somebody different and as you get into adult life you know it's constantly changing isn't it Mm -hmm. and i think it you know i really think it depends on what what journey you're in and whereabouts you are in your life who you hear who your hero is and i think it's a real difficult one for me to answer it is really i can't if if we're talking so based on that then Gav and and I get that and and absolutely and I think many people can certainly relate to that you know if, if you were to put a poster on your wall of your hero today it'd be very different than the uh, Janet Jackson poster of uh, <laughs> uh, of of your thirteen year old self or, or whatever <laughs> age that would be so it, let's take that to modern day I mean who is your who is your current hero and why who who's the person that stands out and 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 has has been pivotal to you in the past twelve or twenty four months. Yeah, I mean, I could always say my family, obviously, you know, my, my parents, you know, my parents and and, and my friends and, um, you know, people that are just around you in general, really. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think uh, maybe Thor. Thor was always, <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Who was the one, who was the one that could go invisible? I always wanted to have invisible powers. Invisible For someone... For someone that talks as much as you, Gav, to, to, to say you'd want to be invisible is, is quite surprising. And, I, and I, I'm quite I'm quite pleased that I think I've I've seen you as stumped as I've ever seen you yeah, in, front a, in front of a I microphone. Have, I can't. So, I, do you know what I mean? I, I, I could I could I could just come out of her and come out with something, but I just no no no. I, that's, I just don't no. think it's right because I'm just thinking, um, you know, obviously my family have always supported me. You know, mm-hmm. my wife's always supported me. Um, my friends have always supported me. I've always had, you know, I had some really good friends around me throughout my life that, you know, you know, I'm quite open, you know, I don't, you know, if I've got something and you know, I want advice from people, I would always ask it. And, you know, I had some great advice from Jackson and, mm-hmm. and from all my other friends over, over the years. Um, and I think, um, yeah, it depends on, like I say, I think, you know, in, in another 10 years time, it might be somebody else, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. You know, so. Well, and I think that's, I mean, that's got, at the moment. We've got, I think, we've got some great mentors, haven't we? Yes. Both, both um, people that we work with, and also people that we read about. You know, mm-hmm. some of the some of the audio books that we get engaged with, some of the podcasts. So there's certainly some great mentors out there, but I think they're key to taking us through the different stages of our, of our lives as we grow year by year. Wouldn't you say, Gavin? Absolutely, and not, and mentors are absolutely key. Um, on on that, I mean, I was. I was always one of these that was always reluctant to to spend money on on getting a mentor, um, but it's something we have done over the last over the last couple of years. We have actually, you know, yeah. put our hands in our pockets and we have actually paid for um, for good advice and good guidance. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's always worth its worth its weight as long as you select the, select the right men. Yeah, select the right mentor on the journey that you're in. At the moment, it's very easy to buy courses and to buy and to look at something, look at a shiny penny and go, well, you know, that sounds awesome. I'm going to spend my money on that, but then not follow through. If we, you know, if if we ever spend money on something, we make sure that that is our 100% priority to make sure we get a return on that. To our long term goal and our medium term goals. I love that. And I think that's, that's to, to end the episode on the importance of reaching out for help and support and, and, and within that accountability as well, mixed in with that, which, mm-hmm. which uh, you've, you've said that you've actually, you've, 
you put your hand in your pockets um, f- for that. Um, and and that's like Gav, you said about your um, about your hero being your, your circle, your family, your friends, your network. And I think under difficult times that we're all experiencing now, is that I think people there are people out there that can often be guilty of not asking for help, not reaching out when it, it is there in a, in abundance and i think that's the important isn't it? is not to not to be too proud at, at, at times and moments when it is crucial to help ask for that that uh, that vital support and, and help from the, the people around you and um yeah I, just, I think that's just so key at, at times like we're experiencing right now um so before we go gentlemen so thank you for being on the show and i think if i if i remember right isn't it i mean you you've both Four at times. Are you guys at one all? Are you at one apiece at the moment when it comes to... Uh... 10-0, mate. 10-0. It's not, is it? 10 nil is to Jackson, really? yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Because <laughs> if, I, if, I'm, if I, I was led to believe, I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty even between you. And under these times of pay-per-view... When you've got the likes of uh, of celebrities and YouTubers fighting, fighting. We're, we're in boxers. lockdown, mate. We're in lockdown. Otherwise, of just course. Name, James, just name the venue. I'll be there. I think Gavin will have a different tune to sing. Yeah, there. the thing is, we're we're, we're, diff- we're different weights now. You see, that's what it is. That's right. Yeah. We're, we're different weights now. Possibly get up to heavyweight to meet Gavin. It'd be, it'd be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll maybe arrange a pay-per-view pillow fight or something boys but um thank you guys it's been an absolute pleasure to have you have you on the on the show it's no, been thanks, tremendous James. and and we i mean we we uh we, we were we were talking for quite some time before we pressed the record button and we'll we'll no doubt um spend some time uh having a chat when we finish here but um you've provided no end of value to our audience and um and yeah look discipline focus motivation and where, where can where can people be uh be uh directed to Towards your channels and your platforms, gentlemen. Okay, it's just the uh, the motivated martial artist. So we're on all major platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, oh God, Sp- Spotify, uh, podcast, iTunes, Spotify. So yeah, you know, you stick us in Google. You'll f- you'll find something from us, and that'll take you onto any of our uh, social media platforms. Awesome, and no doubt a huge 2021 uh, ahead of you, gentlemen. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back on the show soon. Cheers, James. Uh, Much appreciated, boys. Thank you. you. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the Business Lockdown. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe to help build our global community. We look forward to seeing you all soon.